It's what do you want your staff to say about you when they're at a barbecue? Um, and the, the, the words that they use about where they work and how, how the staff feel about working for you. That's the story that I believe you need to start with. I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. Don't you wish that sometimes getting your business story heard was as easy as shouting extra, extra from a street corner? You're good at what you do. You serve your clients well, your staff are great, your products are fantastic, but how do you get people to care? How do you get them to truly listen to what you have to say? And this is what good PR, public relations, is all about. And in this episode of Engage With Story, I've got a PR expert and storyteller on the show to share more. Welcome to episode 36 of Engage With Story, where we explore the power of story to move people to take action. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and get your notepads ready, because this one's a good one. With over 20 years experience in PR, community engagement, and people development industries, my guest today focuses on empowering people to bring out the best in themselves, their team, and their business through fun and engaging communication. I've known her for a number of years now and have great respect for her. I'm excited to introduce you to Amber James, from Fresh PR and Marketing. In this episode, we'll unpack the biggest struggles faced by most small businesses when it comes to communicating their message, what PR is really about, and a hint, it's a lot more than just getting your story in a newspaper. We talk about the power of storytelling in building relationships with your market, and you'll get three tips you can use right now to supercharge your small business PR through story. So, let's get on with the show. So Amber, welcome to Engage With Story. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. So you've had more than 20 years in PR for small business, medium business, all sorts of different industries, um, but you're also a passionate storyteller as well, and that's why I wanted to get you on the show. So for those people that haven't heard of you before, haven't come across you before, can you fill us in on, on your story? What led you to your passion for PR and marketing and storytelling? Mm, that's a good question. Passion for PR. It definitely was something that grew over the years. But let me tell you a little story about my story. Please do. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a little girl who grew up on a 7,000 acre sheep and cattle property in Western Queensland. And her dad taught her to drive a tractor fix the carburetor, fix fences, and rip lamb's balls out with her teeth. And her mum taught her to ride a horse, how to cook, how to be kind, and how to communicate. And when living in the bush, I think I grew up in, in quite an isolated area. And I think what you find is that when you catch up with people, you're really excited to to talk to people and and you'll catch up with neighbours and and there's always a yarn to be had, whether it's it's something good, something bad, something funny or, or something sad. But I think um, through uh, growing up in that environment, I was taught to communicate with people of all ages, ages and sizes and stages of life. And and I loved, I loved communicating. I loved socialising. As an extrovert, I, I gained energy from talking to people and engaging with people. But I also need to retreat to um, to to rebuild again and re-energize, but, but I really do love engaging with people. And 
I guess thinking about that defining moment when I decided that PR was something I'd like to get into, I, I finished school and I was done with studying and didn't want to touch another book and thought I'll have a gap year. And uh, anyway, I, I thought I'll go get a job and I worked in the local pub at the Meandara, Meandara Hotel and got on the got on the committee for the local BNS. And um, at the time, the Meandara BNS was quite a quite a you know well sought after event on the social calendar. Just for outlet. listeners who, who haven't heard of a BNS before, you've got to tell us about this because that's a, it's a very Aussie thing, isn't it? It, it yeah. is very Aussie. A BNS ball is a bachelor and spinsters ball, and I think they traditionally set out, started out when people would wear bow ties and beautiful ball gowns, and bachelors and spinsters would come together and dance, and it was an opportunity to meet, but. Uh, in the days when I joined the BNS committee for me and Dara, it was a much different ball game. You paid a, a certain amount of money, and you got a got a a, um, a a glass put around your neck that you carried around all night, and you'd go to the bar and you could refill that glass as many times as you like. And what I did in the lead up to this particular BNS, I was pretty excited about it. I'd, uh, mum, mum was teaching me to sew, and we'd gone to Toowoomba, which was three hours away, to buy special material for a dress for this ball. And Mum had helped me sew this dress for the week in the lead up to the ball. And anyway, I, I arrived and paid for my ticket and went up to the bar. And, and just as I went to get my first drink, a bachelor came up behind me, picked me up, and cradled me and walked me over to this enormous bathtub that was full of rum and coke and threw me in this bathtub. (laughs) And um, it was, it was just, it was quite horrifying at the time because I had this brand new outfit that was just covered in rum and coke and I don't mind a rum and coke at the best of times, but um, just not wearing it, just not wearing it. That's right. So from that moment on, I thought the next day, you know what? I think this gap year, I'm going to make the most of it. And do something with my life. Um, I didn't think that living in the, you know, going to BNS balls every weekend and being thrown into tubs of rum and coke was something that I would <laughs> wanted to make a habit of. And that was a defining moment for me to actually go away and, and choose something to study. And after a conversation with my mum, I was looking at nursing or teaching because, I, I, you know, I love to give and serve people. But when it was actually my mum that said, you know what, you're really good at talking to people. So why don't you do public relations? It's it's all about talking and engaging with people and you like running events. So why don't you give this public relations a go? And I had no idea what it was, but I signed up and, um, yeah, and started my uni degree from there. And obviously we're going to get into this in the chat as well, but story plays a big part in public relations and, and communicating for that business purpose. But what does story mean to you? Hmm. Yeah, stories is absolutely critical to the to be to having to having a successful relationship with your audience. You know, um, it was only through teaching PR that I really understood what PR was all about. <laughs> sure, I studied it and went out and practiced it, but then when I started to teach it at the universities and had to go over my theory again, I realised oh, there was those those um, light bulb moments where that you remember what public relations is all about and it's about developing a relationship with your publics um, and building your reputation as an organisation or as an individual. And I guess um, stories have captured the minds and hearts and imaginations of people since before we could talk. Uh, They hold a magic ability to transfer and transmit and transform our message so that it's uniquely understood by every listener. And I believe that when you tell a story, people actually gain strength 
from from stories yeah. more so than theory as such or, uh, or or a lecture. A story for me is about sharing a metaphor or an anecdote or a real life experience uh, that others might be able to relate to and gain something from. I think that's really interesting, that idea of PR, public relations, remembering what it really mm. stands for and it's about, about building relationships with with the public that is around your business, yeah. Mm. And, you know, story, as you're saying there, is just so powerful in, in that relationship-building mm. um, process, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Even you're right when you talk about relationships, you know, the world revolves around relationships, doesn't it? And our success as a business person is to have successful relationships. And even thinking about the relationship we have with our own children, I read stories with my four-year-old daughter every night and have done ever since she was born or even when she was in the womb. So stories are a really big part of our life. And what I found is that, you know, that, that time with Maddie at nighttime when we're reading stories is really precious. She can be as wild and crazy as can be. And then when we come into the bedroom and we, we lie down to have a story, it's, it's that instant sort of connection time for her where she's quite mesmerised by whatever it is that we're reading and it's she instantly calms. I don't know, how do you go? <laughs> You've yeah. got two children. Or do indeed. It's the same thing, you know, like there's, there's kind of a, there's almost an inbuilt ritual to storytelling and whether or not that's um, deliberately kind of set up whereby you sit in a certain place or you're at a certain time of day for, for story time. Mm. But I think even without that, there's still that kind of ritual of of telling and listening and engaging with a story, which I think is just innate in story, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It's that it's it's the focus and it's 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 enticing and it has an intrigue factor, doesn't it? So for little children, right through to adults, rather than saying to say if it's bedtime, come on Maddie, it's time to clean our teeth and get ready for bed and be the, be the person that's cracking the whip. If it's just, you know what, all of those things need to be done and then we can have a story. And by focusing on that, it's much more exciting for her and she's much more, <laughs> more willing to do all the jobs that need to be done before bedtime. So, and I think that carries right through for people in business as well. If um, rather than standing up and giving a lecture on all sorts of things that businesses people should or could be doing better to promote their company, tell it through stories. Yeah, and I think that's a nice segue into into storytelling for PR, which I want mm-hmm. to dive into with you now because, um, you know, I think when when businesses are thinking about PR, they're often thinking about, okay, so what what is the message that we want to get out there? So it's very much an internal thing, you know, where the business is thinking, you know, what do we want to tell people? Um, but story kind of, I think, flips it around a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But what, before we get into that, what do you think is – where do most businesses struggle with PR? Like they've got their message, they know what they want to say, mm. but where are they struggling? Where are they failing at the moment? Well, it, it's a good question. And, you know, at the moment in the work that I do, we're working with with small business right through to corporates. And probably the biggest struggle that everybody has is finding out what their point of difference is mm. and then being able to articulate that in a really simple way. There's this great uh, saying in marketing in PR, if you can't be first, be different. And majority of people are doing something that's already been done before. But what's different about what it is that you do? And and that's where we, when we start asking those kind of questions and digging a bit deeper, can we help people to try and find what makes their company or business different? What's their story? And then 
find some simple ways to articulate that. That's probably, it sounds simple, but it's actually, I find people people tend to, to, to find that quite a challenging thing to do. It's interesting that that's directly related to relationships, isn't it? Because yes. when you understand and, and or you appreciate someone's difference or what makes them unique, that's a relationship. You know, that's where um, you can start to see someone as different than the next person. You know, you're sitting across from me, you're not just a random face with blonde hair and wearing a dress. You know, you're basically, you know, because we built a relationship, I know who you are and you're differentiated yeah. from other random faces yeah. with blonde hair wearing a dress. You know? <laughs> I think that's equally true for public relations in a business, right? That yeah. it's about what is that point of difference and how are you going to help uh, that the public around mm. your business um, build that relationship with you, right? Absolutely. It takes a bit of digging. And, you know, if, if you can find your point of difference easily and find a way to promote it, happy days you know but but working with businesses that's that's what we find the most challenging and I was in chatting and preparing for the podcast today I was having a chat with my husband and he reminded me of a great saying he said you know Amber a good reputation will follow you from job to job but a bad one will beat you there and I think when using that as a quote to keep in mind about your story have a think about the story that you want your team to talk about you and it's a bit about that, um, you know, you've heard that activity where people imagine themselves at their own funeral and they want to, and they, they can, they can write their own eulogy. What do you want people to say about you? And I think businesses can do that today to help them come up with their point of difference. It's what do you want your staff to say about you when they're at a barbecue? Um, and the, the, the words that they use about where they work and how they how the staff feel about working for you. That's the story that I believe you need to start with. And then that ripple effect can flow right through to to the story that your clients have with you and the experience they have with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's great writing your business eulogy, I guess, in a way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not the morbid kind of death of your business focus, but more about what what's the lasting mm. stories that people are going to be saying about you mm. after you're gone, effectively. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, it's, it's, a, it's a worthwhile exercise to do and it's a bit about creating your own mission. What's your purpose for being? And what gets you out of bed in the morning? And um, having a think about those types of things help you help you define your story. So, in your opinion, like if you kind of weigh up businesses that aren't telling a good story yeah. and businesses that are telling a good story, what impact do you feel that has on their public relations? Mm. Well, that's a good question too. I guess it's useful to think about that maybe with some examples. I think um, on the Sunshine Coast, we've got such a big building development construction, you know, part, uh, stream to our economy. Yeah. And I think if you look at and you can look at different developers and builders and if you were to look at what's the difference between one builder to another, because we've got so many, there's builders that'll say that they construct walls, um, pour concrete, project manage a house. But then there's builders that will say that they put ro- roofs over people's heads. They help people to build their dreams, to help people's dreams come true, to help people sleep at night. And I think if you can think about your your story around the benefits on, on what people can gain from working with you and gain from the services you offer, that that's a good way to, to help find that point of difference. Um, other examples, if you're working, if you're if you're a law, a law firm, it's easy to say what, what services that you might um 
you might do, which could be business and commercial law. You might be a conveyancing lawyer. You could be a specialist in wills and estates. But when you start talking all those terms, they're jargon. To the average person on the street, what does that mean? And it's thinking about what the benefits of what what are the benefits of having um, of working with a lawyer that looks after wills and estates. Well, it might be that they can solve problems for you. So flip it over to what are the benefits. Um, we're a law firm that solve your problems. Mm. Um, another example could be you could be a bus driver and someone says to you at a barbecue, what do you do? I drive buses. Well, okay, that's interesting. Well, let's flip that over. What are the benefits of being a bus driver? Well, a benefit could be that you deliver people home safely. And that's, I guess it's kind of tapping into that emotional connection that you can have with your listeners, something that, that they can relate to. Um, when learning about what it is that you your business does. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really a really good tactic as well to use to find your story is mm. to think about, you know, asking those further questions and saying, well, why do you do that and why do you do that? And then getting down to the root cause mm. behind, you know, which might be for the bus driver, you could say, you know, I'm a bus driver, and but, you know, what does that mean? And he says, well, I drive a bus. And then, well, what, <laughs> what does that mean? And he's like, well, I move people from A to B. And w- mm. what does that mean? Well, you know, I get people to where they want to go safely. And you're kind of getting down to the yes. to the kind of root cause, I guess, or the deeper why behind, behind yeah. a business, yeah. That's it. And that's the kind of thing that gets people out of bed in the morning. If you can, if you can understand what it is that you do and why you do it and the benefits that you're giving people, us as human beings, it's our nature to want to help people. Sure, we've got to go to work and earn money, but it's it makes it all so much more meaningful if we actually realise what benefits we're delivering for people. Actually, there was a great one I saw the other day. I was, I was parked behind a bus talking about buses and there was a fabulous picture. And again, picture, a picture tells a thousand words, as we know. There was a fabulous picture of, of, this, of this bright looking elderly woman and she had a pink bathing cap you might have seen this and she's in a swimming pool with a big blow-up flamingo around her and it and it said underneath the words were i'm more flamingo than bingo Uh and the ad was for a retirement village but the picture just told a thousand words you know this woman i'm in i'm in here i'm going to party till the end and i'm in it for a good time and i don't want to go to a retirement village that's dull and boring and where I'm just locked in a room I'm in it to enjoy myself and that picture and those words to me told a fabulous story about you know the the culture of that particular retirement village so again yeah tapping into the emotion for people is a great way to help you tell your tell your story yeah well let's dive into that further because you've brought up an example there of using just a, a a photo an image on the back of a bus carefully crafted to tell a good story with a business outcome. But where are some other places? Like, let's imagine that a business has, they've mm. developed their story, they know the story that they want to, you know, put out there in their PR and marketing. But where can, where are some of the places people can tell these stories? Mm. Well, you've you've touched on a really important point. You're, you're right. It's all, all very well having a message and meaning a meaningful message, but then you've got to decide the medium for getting that message out there. So it could be on the back of a bus, or it could be through a podcast. It could even be video. As we know, video is becoming a much greater way for people to communicate because people don't have time to read lengthy articles anymore. They don't have time or desire even. I, even just watching the people around me in the workplace and working with clients, they're just no one has time to read a lot as unless they're on holidays. So watching a quick video or listening to a quick podcast 
is a great way to get get your medium uh, to get your message across. Other ways, um, I did write down a few a few to um, to help the listeners out, but telling your stories outside the workplace. Think about we're going back to your how your team tell the story. Is where do the people in your team hang out? What networks are they in personally and professionally? Um, what volunteer groups are they part of? And make sure you're sharing your message with your team so that there's a really consistent, there's a consistent message going out about who you are and the place of, and, the, and the, place that, the place that you provide for people to work in. Mm-hmm. It could be um, traditional PR through press, radio or TV and actually having a really newsworthy story that's worth telling. Write a media release about it and send it to journalists. Journalists are always looking for great stories. So it's about finding, um, yeah, tapping into what story you've got to tell and, and what makes it newsworthy for, for other listeners. Let's unpack that a little bit because I think that's uh, a struggle for a lot of businesses who are seeking press, mm. traditional yeah. press or media coverage. They probably feel that their latest product release or, um, you know, the amazing things that they're doing for their clients is a great story and, uh, you know, that it should be worthy of a newspaper article. But often that's not what makes for a good press release or or makes for good um, journalism. So, Mm. you know, what, you know, how can you uh, construct a story around your business that is going to be newsworthy, newsworthy, Mm. I guess? Well, yeah, it's a good question. And and sometimes that can take a bit of crafting. but everyone, as we've talked about, has a story to tell. There'll be some sort of story within your business that's worth telling. And um, it's just, it might be just, you know, doing a bit of research on what other, what are your competitors telling stories about? And what what have you got that's a bit different? But it could be, you know, media are, are always looking for, for stories that relate to their listeners or their readers or their watchers. What's something that actually can um, tap into their, to the hearts and minds of the people listening and watching and reading media? So it's got to have that that emotional connection with the readers, and it, it could it could be that you're debunking common myths of things in your industry. Um, it could be that uh, you're doing some charity work, and you um, you don't normally tell people about the charity work you do. It's interesting because um, we were doing doing some work with a law firm, and they don't promote the charity work that they do at all because they just it's not the kind of thing that they do. It's just it's something they believe in and they're, they're passionate philanthropists. But when we dug deeper and learnt about how much they give every year um, and to what charities and the flow-on effect that their giving has, we encourage them to tell that story. You don't have to be egotistical and arrogant about it. You can tell it in a, a meaningful way that could actually help others. Um, so it's, it's, it's some things that people do just, and they think it's their ordinary everyday business. When you can, uh, sit down with, with someone that's maybe a little objective to the business, they can help you realize, you know what, that's actually quite extraordinary. That's not just ordinary. It could be, uh, I don't know. It could be that you're celebrating an important milestone as a company. You know, lots of businesses go broke really quickly. So if you've made it past the two year mark and you're not a statistic anymore, tell people about it, have a party. And generally the media are quite keen to learn about successful businesses because, you know, successful businesses mean successful economy, successful community, successful world. So those kind of stories are good stories to tell. Um, I've got a whole list of good stories, Ben, and I, I was going to say I could list them off right now or if any of your listeners are keen to learn more, they're very welcome to email me 
after the, after the podcast, after they've listened, and I'll send them a list of free ideas. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, that'll be great. And we can, um, we'll obviously put all the ways to, to contact um, mm. Amber in, in the show notes as well so people can, can get access to that list. That'll be fantastic. So, mm. look, I just want to, you know, start to wrap up here, but I want to get really tactical with you now. I mean, mm. you've given some, some great storytelling tactics and ways to find stories, which I think is going to be really valuable to the listeners. But if I was to ask mm. you for your top three storytelling tips for small business PR, what have you got? Oh, top three tips. That's tough. As you can tell, I do like to talk <laughs> and I have lots of tips. I could talk tips and tricks all day, but if I was to choose my top three, number one, find a story that's bigger than you. Something that you can tap into that's bigger than say, for example, Dove. Dove soap. Let's use that as an, as an example. Um, a few years ago, they did some research into what women thought about their bodies, and they learned that 99% of women didn't think they were beautiful. So they started the Beautiful You campaign, and they gave funding to the Girl Guides to help educate women or girls at a much younger age about believing in themselves and feeling and and feeling beautiful. And through doing that research, they had some stats that they could work on and they could t- they were giving money back to where young women needed it most to build their confidence. And they were able to actually talk about the research and, and helping younger women across the world through their Beautiful You campaign. So that's where it, I love that example of a, of a soap story, Dove mm-hmm. Soap, found something, a greater cause that was bigger than them that they could make a difference to the world with. Yeah. So that's number one. Number one. <laughs> okay. Number two, be yourself. Be yourself. Don't feel like you need to be anyone else or a different type of person or your or be like your competitor. Be you. That's what makes you different. That's back to that uh, differentiator that we talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. isn't it? That relationship. Yeah. That's right. There is no other Ben from Innovate Media. So there's no other Amber from Fresh PR and Marketing. You are your own unique person and you have your own story to tell. So be you. Don't be afraid to be you. Awesome. Number three. Number three. Well, again, don't you don't have to be eloquent and you don't have to be polished and you don't have to be perfect. You just have to go out and start telling your story. So something is better than nothing. Just get started. And the learning, I think, for, for me, I'm a little bit like a mechanic with a car, with his broken down car in the front yard or the painter whose house needs painting. In PR, I love telling other people's stories, but I'm not so great at telling my own story. Mm-hmm. That's why this being here with you today is helping me step out of my comfort zone. And and I realised by doing this, part of our strategic planning as a company this year is to do tell more of our story and more of our co- share more of our content with others through podcasts and video and that's that's us deciding you know what we don't have to have this this beast perfect but let's just start and do something rather than doing nothing yeah i think that's really valuable and and quite an inspiring thing to end the chat on today because i'm guilty of it as well not telling enough stories or or not using enough video content as a video producer um Mm -hmm. and i think the the takeaway there of just 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 start you know, yep. just start telling stories, just do start something. doing it. Yep. Yeah. And just, just give it a go because out there, you, if you start looking around, there's a lot of people giving it a go and they're by no means perfect. And so. there's so many, so many mediums to use nowadays as well to get mm-hmm. your business story and business message out there, whether it be social media or live video streaming or podcasting or 
just um, you know blogging on your on your website. There's so many different ways to use digital tools to start telling your stories and getting your PR you know, ramped up and supercharged and supercharged. ready to go for the, for the year. Yeah, Absolutely. Yes. Look, I encourage your listeners to take it to the next level, even if it's just a little step. A little step's better than nothing. And you will find with a little bit of strategy and just choose the, the key mediums that are going to work for your company, um, you can turbo boost your business in no time. Awesome. Well, that's a great place to end. But where can people find out more about you or get in touch or follow mm-hmm your story further. Okay. Well, um, look, I would love people to get in touch. And as I said, I have a page of, of ideas that will help prompt your thinking and finding your own story. Um, and I'd love to share that with anyone free of charge. And you can go to our website, freshprm.com.au, or you can find me on LinkedIn and, um, and touch base and happy to share information because sharing information, I think, is the most powerful way to start telling a story. Awesome. And again, we will have all those links in the show notes page over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 36. Amber, thanks for joining me today. It's been a really fun chat. I've enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, enjoy telling good stories for your clients and for your own business as you move forward. Thanks, Ben. Thanks again to Amber James from Fresh PR and Marketing. Heaps of actionable and valuable advice in that chat for sure. Hey, if you'd like to grab a copy of that full list of newsworthy story ideas for small business, then I'm pleased to say it's available for you to download now over on the show notes page, engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 36. So no need to enter your email address or anything, just head on over there and grab the PDF for free. And while you're there, I'd love any feedback you have for the show please leave me a review on iTunes and reach out on Twitter at engage underscore Ben. So until next week, I'll leave you with a quote, this time from Jonah Sachs. He says, your brand is a story unfolding across all customer touch points. That's pretty important to remember. And I'll be back at you next Tuesday. Bye for now.